Welcome to the Cool Things Entrepreneurs Do podcast with your host, Tom Singer. In each episode, we explore the interesting lives of business leaders, entrepreneurs, solopreneurs, and others who have a healthy dose of the entrepreneurial spirit. It is time to explore something cool. Now, here is your host, Tom Singer. Hello, and welcome to another episode of Cool Things Entrepreneurs Do. Thank you so much for tuning in, as I always say, for pulling your chair up to the cool kids table. I started this podcast four and a half years ago with the intention of getting exposure to some really smart people who were sharing good ideas, who were doing really interesting things, who were cool entrepreneurs, solopreneurs, and business leaders. Because if I've learned anything in my career, it's that success leaves clues, So if you want to accomplish more, one of the things you have to do is get around people who are doing really cool things, people who can inspire you. And I was finding one way I was doing that was from listening to podcasts. And I decided it was time back in 2014 that I was going to jump into this water. I had no plans of this show lasting this long. I had no plans of the people who listened to this show reaching out to me and developing uh, some friendships with people over time. But this has been one of the greatest things that I've ever done in my career and my life. I have no intentions of stopping it anytime soon. I have a lot of fun, and I appreciate those of you who listen regularly. I run into people here in Austin, Texas, where I live, who tell me that they liked a certain episode or that because of the show, they were introduced to some company that they were able to look up and and maybe try and go do some business with or whatever it is. I also like people who live around the country who either email me or reach out on social media and say thank you uh, for the show because there was something either in one of the episodes like these on Tuesday that are just me sharing some observations or talking about some conversations I had, or if on Thursday, it's the shows where I interview people and really get down and dirty about what they're doing to make their businesses so successful. Now, today, I'm going to talk about self-leadership. So this is a term that's been around a long time, and it's something that I have spoken about in part of my keynoting when I go in and and talk at association conferences or maybe companies. But it came up in a conversation the other day, and I'm hoping to go just a little deeper, just share some stuff that came up in a conversation I had with an entrepreneur about why it is so important to be that leader of yourself. But first, first I got to thank one of the sponsors of this episode. So many of you, you offer physical products to your fans and your customers, but dealing with those and packing them and shipping them, that can be a huge time suck. But my friends at Amplifier, they blend order fulfillment, screen printing, and on-demand production into a single self-service platform that you control. And that's who I work with to print up the Try New Things t-shirts. In fact, I'm wearing one of those shirts right now as I record this. Of course, it's only audio, so you can't see it, but uh, they take care of everything. They're integrated with my Shopify store, which, by the way, you can go to trynewthings.shop and you can buy a shirt today. In fact, go do that right now. All right, are you back from ordering the shirt? Let me tell you more about Amplifier. They integrate with your e-commerce shop and they can do any giveaway campaigns that you have and they're perfect for big companies or small. And on demand, that's awesome because it means you don't have to stock up on inventory. But when you grow... You can have inventory, and Amplifier will take care of it. They have a great warehouse, and they'll get that stuff stored and then shipped for you. Go over to Amplifier.com slash cool things and check out what they are up to because they are a great company. All right, so let's talk a little bit about self-leadership. Now, when I first heard the term many years ago, I thought, oh boy, this sounds like something that's going to be hokey, and I'm not sure I'm going to like it. 
But the reality is, it's really important if you want to succeed in business, if you're an entrepreneur, or maybe you just work inside a company and you want to be more entrepreneurial, you have to remember something that I talk about, and that is you can't be a leader unless people are willing to follow you. There's a lot of people who sort of stand up and go, I want to be a leader. Well, what are you doing to get people excited about you as the person to follow? And the truth is, this actually correlates to your own life. Are you willing to follow you? Now, I know that sounds kind of silly, but some people, some people lie to themselves about their own capabilities or who they are, or they self-inflate themselves to a level that they start believing their own press. And because they've lied to themselves inside, they know that they're full of it. They also sometimes uh, worry if they're able to deliver on what they've set themselves up for. And a lot of people get into this world where they've spent so much time listening to the advice, which by the way, I don't like this advice, but they've listened to the advice of fake it till you make it, that they get caught up in being a fraud. And that doesn't help them go forward and grow. So one of the things you have to do if you want to be a leader of others or of yourself to begin with, is you have to be really honest with who you are. Now, other people have sort of the other thing. It's not that they've self-inflated themselves. Sometimes they've undermined themselves to a level where they just don't believe that they're worthy. You know what? I think all of us are worthy to accomplish something great. It doesn't mean that any of us can go accomplish anything. I can pretty much guarantee you I am not going to play professional basketball. Now, I'm not tall enough, even though I am six foot three, but the reality is I'm also 52 years old. I have bad knees. I'm not fast. And I've always sucked at basketball. So the advice that, hey, anyone can do anything they set their mind to. I don't think that I could set my mind to being a professional athlete uh, in a sport like basketball and actually ever get there. However, we really do have to believe in ourselves. We have to have confidence. Confidence is such an important piece of what we need. But there's a fine line between confidence and overconfident. Sometimes people get a little too overconfident and their ego runs wild and they allow themselves to believe that they are something that they're not when they haven't even put in the work to get there. But that fine line also twists the other way and that is underconfident. I meet people all the time who simply don't believe that they have what it takes to accomplish greatness when those of us on the outside looking at them know that they are just so phenomenal. So you have to figure out confidence. Another thing, if you want to be a great leader, a great self-leader, is you have to have courage. I will tell you, courage is a word that courage is a word that I've always thought a lot about. I want to have courage. But when I look back on my life, I think for a lot of the times, I, I think I was a little bit of a chicken shit. I don't think I had courage. I think I pursued things in my life that I was naturally good at. Now, again, I wasn't going and pursuing things like professional basketball that I wasn't qualified to go do, but I think there were a lot of times where I was capable of doing things, but it would have taken a lot of effort. It would have taken some risk because anytime you push yourself out of your comfort zone and you go down a path of something that's not a natural proclivity for yourself, you might fail. And I think I was scared to death of failing. I was scared about what other people will think. When I, when I look back to high school and college and the early parts of my career, I think there were many decisions that I made or realistically failed to make because I was worried about some, what someone else might think if the whole thing kind of imploded around me. And yet now, I like to believe I'm much more courageous. 
I've shared this so many times that the regular listeners know what I'm talking about. That is that two and a half years ago, when I turned 50, I made a conscious decision that I was going to make age 50 to 75 the best years of my life. And I always preface that with the fact that the first 50 years of my life were, were pretty good. So it's not like I had like a bunch of crap I had to overcome, but I really wanted to make 50 to 75 just more fun. I wanted to make better business decisions. I wanted to be a better husband, a better brother, a better father, just a better friend. And so I'm trying to be more courageous in the decisions that I've made. And in addition to that, I just want to I want to enjoy things. I don't want to be scared of not trying things if something comes along that I want to do. And so I am trying very hard to become a better self-leader in the area of courage. So I was having a conversation with somebody the other day, and we were talking about this whole idea of self-leadership, and courage came up. And we got into a debate around the generations. Now, my belief is, is that we spend too much time focused on the differences between the generations, the three generations that are in the workforce, actually now fourth with the Generation Z that's coming up, and the oldest amongst them will be graduating college and going into the workforce here really soon, including my oldest daughter, who graduates from college in just a couple of months. But here's the thing. We were having a discussion about do you think people were more courageous 20, 30 years ago when they were in their 20s and 30s than they are now? Or do you think that they're more courageous now? And the person I was talking to, their reasoning why thinking the millennials were much more courageous is because so many of them job hop and they're willing to walk away from things without another job and they are willing to start their own business and they all want to be entrepreneurs. But, you know, I think part of that comes down to the fact that it's safe to be an entrepreneur now. I don't know that it's more courageous to say, I'm going to go try this because it's considered cool. It's considered an open option to do. So I don't know that you're actually more or less courageous now. I think it's I think it's more accepted. I think if you go out there and fail, society doesn't sort of hold it over your head quite as much. But I don't know if, if as, as humans, if we've evolved into a race that's more courageous. What do you think? Do you think people are more brave in the world when it comes to you know, business or life now than they were 30 years ago? Or is it just that that has become sort of socially acceptable to be the risk taker? So therefore, is it as risky? I don't know. It's just an interesting thought. Another thing, if you want to be someone who is uh, leading yourself and, and actually achieving more through that, that in, intentional set of self-leadership, another important topic that I think is really, really something you have to look at is your communication skills. We have so many times where communication breaks down, and when communication breaks down, that can cause us to self-doubt and everything else. So it's not so much communication with yourself that I'm talking about, although that's probably important too. I'm talking about how do you communicate with other people around you. If you want to be a good leader, and this translates to the self-leadership topic, you have to make sure that the people around you understand who you are and what you're trying to accomplish. And sometimes people don't know how to communicate. We spend a lot of time growing up learning to use the written and the spoken word in school. And yet when we get out there, there are so many people who have misunderstandings with each other. And most of them aren't even that big of a deal. There are issues that come up that are like uh, on the argument scale of one to ten, there are three. And everybody blows them out of their mind and they become a ten. And then people fall back into that whole idea of, their ego, so then they have to dig in, and the other side thinks they've been screwed over, so they have to dig in. We really have to look at effective communication. And I think making an effort to be able to be heard and understood is something that all of us should do. 
So I recommend that everybody, I don't care if you ever want to stand up and give a professional speech in your life, but I think everybody should join a Toastmasters club. And I talk about this a lot because I think that it's a great way to get over yourself. Uh, that was something that was told to me by one of the guys who I mentor is he had attended a Toastmasters group and he wasn't sure if it was helping and he wasn't sure, you know, about the people who were in the group. And a very wise person who was in the group told him that one of the greatest thing about Toastmasters is not only will it help you communicate, but it will help you get over yourself. At the end of the day, you have to stand up and give your speech, and it's just you. It's not a competition. You're not being judged against other people, but you have to leave the ego at the door. You have to get past the fear of speaking. You have to get over what other people will think, and it helps you get over yourself. And I think that's what great – not just a Toastmasters club, but I think that's what great communications do is when you can get really raw, when you can get transparent and vulnerable in the way you communicate with others – then you have to be that raw and vulnerable and transparent with yourself. Transparency is a big topic that's really popular right now in the business world. People are very concerned with people who aren't being vulnerable and transparent. But you can't be that way with other people unless you're there honest with yourself. Now, one thing I think about leaders when I look at the people who I have seen, who I think are the best leaders out there, they are open to learning and they want to grow. So therefore, it's my opinion that everyone who is listening to this right now, all of you are great leaders because why would you invest 30 minutes twice a week listening to a show called Cool Things Entrepreneurs Do if you didn't want to learn and grow? I am all about learning and growing. It's the reason I interview people. It's the reason I listen to like 10 different podcasts every chance I get. When I go out for a run, you see me with headphones on. You can guess I'm listening to some podcast, trying to get some information, trying to get a little bit of inspiration, trying to find something that can help me grow in my career, that can help me grow inside of myself, and that can help me impact the other people around them. So that is a really important key as well. A couple more things that I want to share. I think awareness of yourself is a really important thing if you want to be a good self-leader and thus translating, translating into a good leader of other people. But here's the thing. My dad used to tell me something that didn't make sense to me when I was younger. So if you're in your 20s and you're listening to this, you might roll your eyes. But my dad always said that you're never fully aware of who you are until you're 35. Now, he gave that advice around telling my brothers and I that you probably shouldn't get married until you're around 35. My dad was 36 or 37 years old when he got married. And he said that around 35, you figure out who you are as a person in your soul, in your core. And he always told me, you're not always going to like everything about yourself. There's always going to be parts about yourself you wish you were better in, and you should work to improve those things. But somewhere around 35, you start accepting who you are as a person, the good parts and those sort of pimply bad parts that you don't necessarily tell everybody when you're at a cocktail party. But you're never going to fully understand and be that aware until you're 35. Now, I see a lot of people who think they're very clear. They're very sure of themselves. They're very uh, verbose about their opinions being right all the time before they're 35 years old. And throughout my life, I've shared my dad's advice with people. And to a T, people come back and go, oh, yeah, at 25, I thought I had it figured out. But 35, there was something magical. Now, it doesn't happen on your 35th birthday. For some people, it might be a little earlier. For some people, it might be a little later. But I think I got very self-aware. Somewhere before I turned 40, 
And it made the rest of my life a little bit easier because I just accepted the fact that I've got some faults. I make some mistakes. I've rubbed some people the wrong way. I strive to be better at that every single time. But I understand that's just part of being human. And I don't sugarcoat it and I don't pretend it's not real because I'm pretty sure now in my 50s of who I am. I don't expect big changes in some of those core areas. I do expect to grow and change and make better decisions. I do expect to learn to be more courageous and to get these things done. But in my core, I pretty much have accepted who I am and where, where, where I am. So the other thing you have to do is you sort of have to manage yourself as far as where you are and where you're going. And I think this also is something that comes along as you get a little older because you have to get realistic about your goals. So I was with a friend the other day and I asked him, he's younger, I asked him, what is it that you want to do? And he told me what he wanted to do for a living, for his career. And I said, who pays for that? And his answer was, well, that's a problem. Well, yeah, if you want to build a career around something, it can't just be, I want to, you know, uh, paint rocks blue. Well, that's awesome, but who's going to pay for blue rocks? It has to be something that translates into, uh, into what the marketplace wants. So you have to manage yourself and realize that you have to sort of pick a lane of what you're going to go do. And if you're all over the map, if you're easily distracted, like, whoa, squirrel, then that's going to create a bunch of problems. And I know that because that's kind of who I have been. Now, I also think that good self-management comes with being less judgy. I realize that we live in a world where we are all told, you know, not to judge. But my friend Jessica did a presentation once where she talked about we can't help judging. We're wired to judge. If somebody comes into your neighborhood, or I'm sorry, thousands of years ago, somebody came into your village, you had to really quickly decide, were they friend or foe? Were they here to help us or are they going to kill us in our sleep? We had to look at people and make decisions. It's part of our DNA. So we very quickly judge others. But the problem is, is most of the time we're judging people very harshly, very quickly in a world where we're not making life and death choices when we're making these judgments. So the reality is most people who walk in aren't going to, uh, you know, kill you. And so it's not that level of judging. So we, we get mad at ourselves when we find ourselves judging people. But Jessica had a great line, and that was, you have to leave room for edits. And when you meet somebody new, your judgment might be wrong, but it's okay. What you want to do is allow yourself some room in the margins so as you get to know people better, you're not going to be as judgy. You're going to realize that you jump to conclusions about them, and you can make notes in those wide margins where you can change your perception of that. Now, I'm bastardizing a wonderful story. She did this in a five-minute speech that I think is one of the best five minutes you can watch of any speaker. And so what I'm going to do is on my website at uh, tomsinger.com slash self-leadership, I'm actually going to have a link to this five-minute video that Jessica did. And I think you have to take the time to go and listen to it. If you've gotten this far in the podcast, go over to my website and click the link to Jessica Pettit's five-minute speech. I think it's called uh, How to Matter, and listen to what she says about not being judgy and about why it's okay to jump to conclusions and to have some judgments. Another thing I touched on a little bit earlier, and I want to hit on one more time, is the importance of setting goals. 
I think that goals make it so much easier to answer the tough decisions that we all face on a daily basis. Because all you have to do when faced with an action is ask myself, does this bring me closer to my goals or lead me farther away from my goals? And yet so many people don't set goals. They just wake up and go through the motions. I think to be a good leader of yourself, you have to have a clear goal of what you know you're trying to accomplish. You have to know why you're doing something. I know why I do what I do for a living. I know what it is that causes me to love being a professional speaker and a master of ceremonies. I know why I love working with audiences. I know why I like coaching people who want to become speakers. And I've recently started doing this because more and more people are calling me. They find me on the podcast or somewhere else and they're like, I want to create that lane. I want to pick that lane. I want to be a speaker. And so I've created a way to work with some people if they're the right fit. And I will tell you, it's exciting because I know I'm good at it when I find the right people who are really committed to helping themselves get to that next level. But that's because that's all part of my greater set of goals. I don't think I could get through the day if I didn't have the question, does this action bring me farther to my goal or closer to my goal? Now, I'll be honest, I screw up and I choose the path that takes me farther from the goal all the time. But at least I'm aware of it. And that awareness is something that's very important and goes back to what we were talking about as, as a core level of being a self-leader. I think any type, anyone who's doing any leading has to know what their purpose is. They have to know in every conversation they have with themselves or with somebody else, what is my purpose? So the last phone conversation, the last personal conversation I ever had with my mother before she died, I learned about having a conversation with purpose. And I'll put the link to this video as well uh, of something that I did where I talked about this, but I'll give you the quick little overview. I was 18 years old when my mom died. And the last question she ever asked me is, would you trade me for a mother who would live longer? Well, I got really upset. I couldn't believe she would ask me such a question. She was near the end of her life. It was very clear that the cancer had taken over and she was losing a hard fought battle. And I will tell you, I got so upset. And I was like, why would you ask me that? She looked at me and she said, if you wouldn't trade me for a mother who would live longer, then you have to find a way to deal with what's about to happen. Now, there was more to that conversation than just that. But what I learned, and I didn't realize it at the time, it took me maybe 10 or 15 years before I understood that in that moment, in that conversation, my mom knew what her purpose was. Her purpose was she was a mother who was having a conversation with a child, her child, who was about to lose a parent. Now, in that case, it was her we were about to lose, but she knew that that purpose, she had to say what she needed to say. Now, if she had just held my hand and said, I love you, sweetheart, wouldn't change how I felt about her one bit. But because she knew her purpose in that conversation, I'm telling you this story more than 30 years later. That's how you leave a legacy. When you're a great self-leader, when you know what your purpose is, that is how you leave a legacy. That is how you influence other people. That is how your words go down the line and impact decisions that people make into the future. That is a skill. That is what this is all about. When facing something, I mean, she died a week later. And didn't speak much after that because she was in such a weekend state. I wonder, would I have that sense of purpose if I knew I was going to pass away and I was holding my child's hand? To me, 
That is self-leadership. And I think I'll end this podcast on that. Before we go, I probably should thank the other sponsor of this episode. So this episode is brought to you by Podfly Productions. Podfly takes the time and the headache out of creating your own podcast. And I know some of you want to start a podcast because you ask me about it. I get emails and people say, tell me more. How do I start a podcast? Well, the first thing you do is jump over to podfly.net slash cool things because Podfly is going to set you up with the right equipment, training, and guidance to ensure that you sound amazing. They're going to do all the heavy lifting and the technical work so that you can just release great off, uh, great episodes and go out and grow your audience. So jump over to that podfly.net slash cool things. I will tell you they are a great sponsor. They are a great vendor. I've worked with them for four and a half years. They are awesome people. All right, so today we kind of went all over the map, a little bit disorganized on self-leadership, but I know who I am and I'm a little bit self, I'm a little bit disorganized when it comes to that type of stuff. But I hope I caused you to stop and think. As an entrepreneur, a solopreneur, a business leader, you can't lead if you don't have followers. But the first follower you have to have is yourself. Because if you're not leading yourself in the right direction, if you're not honest and true with you, how in the world do you expect anyone else to ever want to follow you. Hey, if you're a fan of cool things entrepreneurs do, do me a favor. Make sure that you're subscribing on iTunes or wherever you get your podcasts and walk around and tell other people. Walk around your office and say, everybody take out your iPhone. Subscribe to this podcast because the only way podcasts are ranked is off of fresh new subscribers, but also make sure you're resubscribing because if you haven't been here for a while, uh, your iTunes might not be downloading it. Uh, you can also leave a review on the iTunes Store uh, uh, app or wherever you get your podcasts. And more importantly, you can just tell me that you're listening to the show. Go on to Twitter. It's at Cool Podcast. And just say, hey, I listened to that episode. I liked it or I didn't like it. Maybe you should just do interviews, Tom. Shut up and stay home. Hey, whatever it is, I am really, really excited that I started this show. I am more fired up in 2019 about what the future holds for podcasting, and for this show. And so I hope that you're going to join me and be part of this community. Please keep in touch. I love to talk to people who are learning from these interviews and who are enjoying being part of the Cool Things Entrepreneurs Do family. I even have a Facebook page. You can follow us there. All right. I say it every time, though. If you want new results, you got to try new things because the same results are going to the same efforts are going to bring you the same results time after time. So before the next episode, go out and try new things. In fact, try new things. Go buy a shirt. Try new things shop. Uh, but while you're out there doing that, make sure you're having fun. Have a great day. Thank you for being part of the Cool Things Entrepreneurs Do podcast. Without your participation and listening to these conversations, there is no show. Connect with Tom at TomSinger.com and follow him on Twitter at, at TomSinger. This podcast is a part of the C-Suite Radio Network. For more top business podcasts, visit c-suiteradio.com.